Welcome to your journey to greatness through routine, a podcast designed to help you build a success routine. My name is Michelle Steffes and I'm author of the book and I'm excited to come to you today with more insights and ideas to accomplish your success routine because it's not the big things we do, but the little things we do every day that make the biggest difference. So let's get on with the podcast. Welcome back. A couple of days ago, we started a brand new series on loving and forgiving yourself. We laid an excellent foundation in terms of what it really means and why it's so important. And then yesterday, uh, we shared a list of things that you need to kind of diagnose whether or not you have a issue with loving and forgiving yourself for one reason or another. So there were 10 of those, and I hope you've had a chance to listen all the way through to those. If you haven't, I would encourage you to go back to the very beginning uh, of this series and listen all the way through um, so that you can see where you stand with this and begin to apply some of the information I'm about to share with you and giving you those solutions that you need. So what I want to do today is just cover a little bit of information that's actually right out of my book, um, Your Journey to Greatness Through Routine on Forgiving Yourself. And then we're going to get into the 12 tips that you can try next time you want to forgive yourself, which is not from my book, but um, some tips that uh, you know put together that I think really will help you um, to think about this from another perception and begin to apply some out-of-the-box ideas on how you can work through it. So for each of us, there's times in our lives or careers where we've developed a deep sense of regret, remorse, or anger toward ourselves. And sometimes it's something we feel we've allowed to happen to us, even if we were ignorant or helpless at the time. It could be partially our fault, or maybe it's something that you know we couldn't control. Uh, other times it can be something we tried to fix or save, but for whatever reason, we failed and lost something or someone valuable. Whatever the case may be, choosing to live in the past or dwell on a loss is the worst kind of unforgiveness, an unforgiveness toward ourselves. So remaining in this state chains us to our past and traps us from moving forward. So I covered earlier in the book, actually, that, you know, it's important also that we take time to forgive other people. And um, if you don't have access to that or you haven't had a chance to look at that's been a powerful tool in the hands of many of my clients uh, but that's in chapter six and uh and so i would encourage you to get the book if you want to go through that and it's it's a it's steps five steps to forgiving but i want to move on with this part of it so if you don't deal with whatever regrets or remorse you may have inwardly about something in your past you will be in cognitive dissonance. And we did cover that at length in the beginning or the foundation of this. So I won't spend too much time on that. But we need to realize that when we react according to past experiences rather than adhering to a new thought life or a vision, the future, you send electrical impulses into old neural pathways, strengthening their connectivity. This habit sustains old mindsets, allowing them to remain dominant since they have a deeper and wider connection than the new ones. So here are seven questions to ask yourself about your past and potentially destructive thinking patterns. And this is important um, to rehearse or to go through because these are things that we should ask ourselves consistently to re-diagnose whether or not we have certain areas. Now, first we start out with diagnosing if you have an issue, okay? Now we're going to diagnose what the issue might be stemming from. And that's the reason I included this section in the series. 
So first of all, were you told by someone you trusted, admired, or depended upon that you, that you were no good or stupid or perhaps something similar? Or number two, did you ever struggle with a subject, relationship, or job where you failed time and again, making you feel like a failure in that area and convincing you that you were just not good at it? Number three, have you ever tried to succeed at something you were passionate about, but the circumstances at the time prevented you from succeeding and convinced you that you just that it just wasn't a good idea for you to try again? Number four, did you experience a broken trust in your life or career when somebody seriously let you down, hurt you, or devastated you, making you feel that you could never trust again in that way? Number five, was there ever an occasion where you tried very hard to impress and no matter what you did, it was never enough, thus causing you to decide in your heart that the pain of rejection that you you felt made it not worth trying again? Number six, did you have something catastrophic happen to you in your life or career that made you feel hopeless, lost, or uncertain about you, your future, and or your abilities? And then that last, number seven, have you ever lost someone or something in your life or career which made you feel it was your fault and you have been blaming yourself ever since then? So if you have said yes to any of one of those or more, then hopefully you can take some notes and um, begin to listen to these next 12 steps I'll be, I'll be sharing with you to begin to remedy that. Uh, but, but first I want to share a couple more thoughts on this. And, and I, I feel these are so poignant, they're worth mentioning. But there's four lies that we typically buy into. Number one, lies that we believe about ourselves. Okay, so, um, you know, we believe that maybe something or someone told us about ourselves in a way that was dishonest. And, uh, you know, we are, we're needing to work through that in altering our perceptions through cognitive transformation. And I've talked about cognitive restructuring in past series. Number two, walls that we build around ourselves. So hurts, disappointments, and rejections that are all very real, very painful. And unknowingly, we build up walls around ourselves to prevent these things from ever happening again. To some degree, we could justify it as just being wise or cautious. But for many, the incident is overinflated from rehearsing it to the point that it's completely shut us down to an unhealthy degree. And ultimately, we built up strong neural networks that are affecting us in our relationships and through a commitment of brain training, over time, we can restore those mindsets and raise our emotional and social intelligence. And finally, those inner vows that we make to ourselves when we encounter situations, events, or circumstances, we find ourselves backed up against the wall. And, uh, and you know, we don't even really realize we're doing it, but we create inner vows. And, um, you know, in the book, I, I share an example here of a guy that wasn't allowed to have pop. And then when he grew up, he was bound and determined to have pop no matter what to an unhealthy degree. And we, we do that sometimes to ourselves when we create those inner vows. So that's all the time I have for today. We'll jump back into this tomorrow and then we'll start going through those 12 tips. I hope you'll come back and join us. And if you know anybody that would benefit, please share with them as well. This is Michelle Steffes, your journey to greatness through routine. Thank you for joining. We look forward to having you back tomorrow.